Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Everybody, welcome to Clicks Off today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and I got Jason Alvey. Hey, what's up? And I've got uh, David Gosselman. Hello. And uh, this is probably the most tired episode of uh, Hero Clicks because we are all sleep deprived and have all played states for two weekends. And <laughs> um, but we are ready to talk to y'all about some states tonight. Uh, Rock State Championships. Uh, we've got some questions from you guys out there in Facebook land. Um, so we're going to kind of kind of keep it short, keep it to the point. All states all the time. Uh, I know later this month we want to talk about the new rules and the Thor set and uh, new meta and that sort of thing. But uh, let's uh, let's recap states today, guys. All right, let's do it. So let's uh, let's just hop right in. Let's talk with about our uh, let's talk about ourselves a little bit. Um, we'll talk about what we played, how we did, um, and lessons learned a little bit. So, uh, Jason, since you were the since you got to participate in the least amount of them, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, see, I played in Tennessee states. I played Jakeem Thunder with the Supreme Intelligence. Venom Pool, Bizarro Green Arrow, and a level 7 ID where I had Hawkeye and Nick Fury sideline and Spider-Man ID with Cosmic Spider-Man and Superior Spider-Man sideline. Huh. Yeah. And uh, wound up making top 16 in Tennessee. Yeah, because Tennessee had 33 players, one of the largest state's turnouts. Yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty stacked tournament. Really, a lot of good people there. Uh, so I was glad to make top sixteen, being on like no sleep and no practice. So yay! <laughs> 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 so I muddled my way there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I learned it's uh, the boxing ring, and I like the meta the way it is right now. Hey. I played overly defensive I felt like I had to be overly defensive most of the time I air game I was in uh does it wasn't my preferred style and what was your uh, what was your thought about the boxing ring you cut out for a second the I said the boxing ring is very popular there's yes. a lot there. I've seen it I've seen it in every single game that I played yes um well I should say that I was one game that the guy didn't have it yeah but it's very popular it it uh it changes a lot of stuff. It promotes camping, I think, a lot, and defensive play. It seems to me. Yeah. Uh, anything you wish you would have changed? Um, uh, a lot of things I wish I hadn't done. <laughs> I probably would have played a piece that was more mobile than Venom Pool. In hindsight, uh, he was. Uh, he was. 
he was fun to play, uh, and yeah, he did some good stuff. But overall, he just didn't have enough mobility probably to do things I needed to do. When I needed to do them. So, Fair enough. it could have been a little could have been a little more maxed out. Yeah, but I had a good time. I enjoyed it. It was the first time I got to get out and play since like March, so that was good. Not complaining. Yeah, good. We enjoyed having you. I'm glad you got to go. Uh, Frontline Games is a great store, and they ran a great tournament. So, uh, kudos to you guys. Uh, really, it was, I really a, enjoyed going down there. They have a super awesome Twitch feed too. They do. They have a fantastic Twitch feed, and the, their whole store is just a fantastically set up store, in my opinion. Yeah, lots of space. Uh, air conditioner worked good. They have a they have a, a cafe. They are well stocked with product. It is clean. It is bright. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, just, I don't know anything bad I can say about it. Lane's there. <laughs> Lane, Lane did a fine job running the tournament. Yeah, I think yep. so. I think Lane did a great job. And and uh, Nick Haberman did a great job with commentary on the Twitch, and he had various partners who did a good job with him. So hats and, off to you guys. And Lane has his um part, his assistant judge Jeremy too. Jeremy did a good job. Okay, I didn't get to interact with that gentleman, but I'm sure he did a fine job. So, all right, well, cool. Dave, you got to go to two states. Talk to us. Uh, okay, so I originally, um, since I moved, was planning on just going to maybe Tennessee and Kentucky. And then uh, I was talking to PJ, and he said if I, would, if I wanted to go to Indiana, since it was in Kokomo, I could stay at his place. So I ended up uh, going up there uh, after work on a Saturday, <laughs> and uh, I went up there. So then I borrowed a bunch of PJ stuff. I ended up playing Jakeem with Eclipso, Supreme Intelligence, uh, Haha Joker at 30 points with Proteus, Amerijoid, Sinestro, and uh, I think three or four ID cards. It was Spider-Man. Uh, level seven, and I—I uh, I don't know if I can remember the rest. <laughs> I mean, there was some good stuff in there. Um, so I actually was undefeated going into top eight. I was the uh, undefeated in Swiss, the number one seed. None of my games. Um, I was gonna say none were even close. Um. One, one, I was playing a Space Leo, and he kind of put me behind the eight ball, and that was probably my closest game. But um, around the end, I felt pretty comfortable with that I could win it. So, And then I got to top eight, and just, my dice just crapped all over me. <laughs> and uh, it was really disappointing, because like, I really felt like I had that tournament in the bag, as far as like, well, let's just say that guys who got first and second, um, I played both of them in Swiss and beat them. So, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like that was, you know, my tournament to win, and it just didn't work out that way. Um, then I went to Kentucky yesterday and uh, playing somewhat similar. I was playing um, kind of a version of PJ's Ohio team. Um, I played Jakeem, um, you know, just regular Jakeem, no Clipso. Um, I played 
Haha ha Joker at 40. I played Jean Grey. I played a Maradroid, an Atom, and a full teleporter. With um, uh, level 7, um, Spider Man, Atom, Nightwing, um, yeah, I can't remember the others right now. <laughs> uh, and a boxing ring. So, um, I went 2-2 there. Um, I lost to Dan in a click-off. <laughs> so that was a 10-point game. And then uh, I won a 10-point game on the last turn, which, uh, I, Dan, you got to watch that, didn't you? Um, I th- who was it against? Uh, I think DJ. Oh, yeah, I got the Where a Meridroid hit an 11. <laughs> yes, and you got rid of his, um... Yeah, to be fair, you didn't need to hit with the 11, but yeah, you just needed to move right, the Goblin King. Right, I didn't need to hit King. with it, but I did, which was... So basically, I need to end up killing his Goblin King, or actually his Jakeem, right? No, you need to kill his Jakeem. No, so your Meridroid did need to hit. You needed to kill his Jakeem or his Goblin or King. Or kill and, Goblin King and, and Overdrive. Overdrive, yeah. On the last turn. So I colossal retaliated with a Meridroid, and I had literally been saying that through the last tournament and the tournament in Lexington, I have never hit an attack with a Meridroid ever. And uh, that was the first time he rolled an eleven. He killed Overdrive. He put Goblin King out off the elevation over to where Jakeem could get to him, and I solo target pulse waved Goblin King for the win. I got a ten point win there. <laughs> So there are a lot of close games. Um, I, I would agree with Jason's sentiment, as in there is a whole lot of uh, ring camping going on right now. Which I mean, is I was as expected. guilty as anyone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Same here. I mean, everyone else is going to ring camp. But here's the cool thing: is like people with Jean Grey and stuff. I mean, you throw Jakeem out. He's right there near their ring, and then you call out, like, um, Superior Spider-Man, and he's, like, charged flurry with probs into, and super strength into their ring, then, you know, close combat is actually mm-hmm. a lot more relevant Liable. now than it has been in a while. Oh, yeah. I think if I had it to do over again, for that 80 points, I'd just take Gene and Haha Joker. Yeah, that would have been a good team. I, uh, Superior Spider-Man's a fantastic call-out. I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad PJ was like, here, use the Superior. He's actually really good. And I was like, you know, because I keep thinking, like, Spider-Man, oh, everybody's going to use Cosmic Spider-Man. Yeah. And I had him, right? So I had the choice. But most of the time I went with the, uh, with the Superior. I never called out Superior all day. Oh, my goodness. I call, I, I, I chose him one time. Now, the rest of the time, I used Cosmic Spider-Man, and I called him out, like, every game but one. Well, well you also didn't have, like, a gene to, like, throw Jakeem no, out at the beginning I, yeah, of the turn. I, or, yeah, I did not. call yeah. him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not. You, that is correct. Jean Grey is amazing. She yeah. is. I just, you know, I just only, I've only used her, like, in two tournaments, but, like, I'm just amazed at, like, how great she is just to have on a team, man. It's like, oh, is it an off turn? Well, Gene's gonna free action TK this object at you. 
You know, so I mean, there's all kinds of great things she can do. Yeah. Yeah, every turn she can just make an attack with an object. Or she can attempt to just uh, TK a character away. TK your opponent away for free. Yep. So any uh, any important lessons that you learned? Superman is an amazing ID card call out at 75 points. Boxing Superman, you mean? Yeah. Yes, Boxing Superman is awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that sentiment. It was pretty sweet. I was I was playing Tommy Lytle yesterday, and he's like, you know, I kind of had, I knew that Superman was kind of good. Like I had glanced over him, and I knew he was good. He's like, but I didn't realize how good he was until you called him out. <laughs> so yeah, he was. He is nuts, man. Yeah, he, even if you get the boxing ring just to get the ring or whatever, then. I mean, don't sleep on that Superman. He's so cool. Yeah, he's got the flurry, uh, sidestep, flurry, precision strike, and battle fury. A charge. No, just sidestep. Just sidestep and flurry, yeah. At 75, yeah. Yeah. So, and if you really think you got a long game, his, uh, what, 250, 230 point dial is pretty awesome as well. Um, yeah. The uh, the only probably negative with him is that he's got Earthbound on his uh, um, on his click on his seventy five point click, but he has Superman TA, so he ignores hindering from another source. Right. So he he just can't carry is basically all it is. Yeah. Or ignore elevation. Right. Yeah. Well, like a flying Superman would, you know. Right. True, but really the uh, the hindering is the big deal to get in the ring, get in and out of the ring. True. God, if he's in the ring, he wrecks your face. Yeah, as he should. It totally makes sense, especially with little in power. Little in power, a little more perplex. <laughs> yeah, pretty sweet. Well, I'm glad you guys both got to come out and play. I know y'all have had a busy year, so. It was uh, it's the first time I've seen Dan in about six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was nice to nice to get out and do something. Yeah. Yeah. So I my, didn't want to sit down and play my first game against Dan, but I did. Yeah, Jason. Uh, <laughs> my dice. Uh, my dice handed me my. Uh, and it was totally my dice handed me my loss. Um, and uh, against Jason, because um, I was I was ready to just one shot your venom pool. Um, yep. with, with three re-rolls and couldn't do it, so. Damn. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> That's just a sign from somewhere that just Venom Pool doesn't need to be killed. Yeah, exactly. We're talking outwitted defense, three probs on the attack, a 12 attack. Um, you know, I hit the first one, he probed me out of it, and then I just missed, missed, missed. Missed. Yeah, I mean, he had like a 20, he had like a 20 defense at the time. Well, I mean, you didn't have to roll like a six. It wasn't like a five or a six you were trying to roll, at least. No, I didn't but... roll above like a four, though. Yeah, I don't think he did. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. So, bad. I mean, it's okay, <laughs> like to, it's okay, like taking a risk for a higher roll. It, you know, if you've got three probs, because your your you know math is pretty good there. Um, yeah. In general, but if you just if you just don't roll above an average roll at all, you're just like, well, just not meant to be. I don't guess. 
Like, it, it was even so bad that he came in and, like, Nightwing to flurry my cosmic Spider-Man. And he hit a crit that <laughs> which knocked Spider-Man away, allowing him to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Damn. Yeah. Well, Damn. to be... To be optimistic, Dan, at least you did that in Swiss Round 1 and not as the number one seed in the top eight. Well, that's true. So I hit two out of 12 attacks. And this is with probs and sometimes more than one. So it, I, I had a special, special amount of fail. Yeah, it happens. It sucks. You were able to recover, though, so, I mean... Yeah, I recovered pretty well. Well, I'll talk about my, uh... I got to attend four states. I played three different teams over the course of two weekends. Uh, so, it was, uh... It was a lot. It was a lot to do. Uh, weekend one, I went to Illinois, um... At Fox Comics and Games. And, um... They were a really nice store. Um... They, uh... They've hosted some rock events in the past, but uh, um, haven't had a big of a player base in recently, but uh, they signed up to do states, and uh, so we took them up on their offer and um, was glad to have them. So in uh, in Illinois, I am adding up my team real quick. I played uh, Jakeem with uh, Bizarro Arrow with a full teleporter. Or did I play with the Supreme Intelligence? I played with the Supreme Intelligence, so uh, 140 and 25 for Eclipso, uh, 12 points for that. It was, it was Yeah, I played the 177 Jakeem with Bezero and a uh, Overdrive and a Serpent Spider-Man and a Boxing Ring and three ID cards. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nightwing, and um, Spider-Man. Um... So I ended up uh, getting third or fourth there. I lost to Lane. Um, my dice missed um, in the top four match, and um, you know. So what I uh, what I had learned there was, um, in general, from that one is that uh, Jean Grey is broken, um, and. Uh, She's just too good. Jean's just way too good right now. Um, so the second uh, day, on that Sunday, we went down to Missouri uh, and played at uh, Q's Comic and Games, which is uh, uh, where the uh, Dustin and Evan and those guys play and Bob. Uh, Team Impact? Yeah, Team Impact. That's what I was looking for. Um, so those guys hosted the States because they got to host a Super Qualifier earlier in the year. Um I guess let me back up. Uh, twelve people in Illinois, um, and I think there was this twelve people in Missouri as well. Missouri, I played a little bit different team. I played uh, Mini Shredder, Clone Shredder with the Resurrection Tape, Full Round Table, Overdrive, and Peace Machine with a Boxing Ring. Uh, and on my ID table, I had Level Seven with Peggy and Hawkeye, uh, Superman, Booster Gold. With the only booster gold. Doctor Strange with the rare Doctor Strange. Um, Superman with Boxing Superman. And uh, Green Arrow with the Chase Ollie and the L.E. Ollie. Um, so, the big thing with that team was I didn't have my U.S. Agent ID. Um, 
and I lost in the top eight uh, to a team that was full of barrier. So, yeah, that uh, and so really my lesson there was uh, shredders probably need the U.S. agent ID in general. Um, but other than that, they are really freaking strong. Um, I uh, my the big thing there was the boxing rings really big for that team. Uh, your overdrive can just run all of the shredders out into the boxing ring, uh, and there's a double-edged sword there. Um, if you come into the ring, you're not going to kill the shredders all the way out, just outright. <laughs> but they'll kill you. <laughs> but they'll kill you back. And if you, but if you don't move up, then the shredders are coming for you the next turn. Now there's some little tricks where you could get all the way across the map. Um, but you know, if your opponent like moves up onto elevated, right? Overdrive doesn't do great with elevated. Um, so, you know, there is some maps that cause the, a straight overdrive team some challenges. Um, but, uh, no, I, I can tell you that was some of the most fun. I had never played the Shredders before in an actual competition. Uh, I don't think, I don't think I have. Um, but I can tell you what, I love not having to roll dice. Uh, round one, round one, turn two, I killed a KC Green Lantern at low and an eight pog for free and I'm like alright this is a lot of fun like you just I just felt I just felt joy like when you eat a good piece of steak you know your endorphins just flow my endorphins flowed with the shredders um, <laughs> shredders are fun yeah so um, you know I wanted to have a little bit of fun the first weekend um, and I, but I knew that going into the second weekend that uh, Tennessee and Kentucky were going to be uh, probably a little bit higher level of competition because uh, they're a little bit more well-populated uh, venues uh, or areas where more populations at. Um, so I figured I'd better go ahead and play the best team I possibly could play. Um, and for me, that was a Jakeem, Goblin King, Gene Gray, a five-card ID table, uh, or teleporter, and a boxing ring. Um, so I played a level 7, obviously, with the two good guys. Spider-Man with the two good guys. Green Arrow, <laughs> Green Arrow with the two good guys. Uh, Superman with boxing soups. And Nightwing with the one good Nightwing. Um, so, uh, Tennessee. Um, I had some pretty decent rolls uh, once I got my rock dice. Um, so I made, I was 8 seed. Uh, going in the top 16, um, and I'm pretty sure that was the first person that ever said that. My rock dice actually rolled great. My normal dice that I owned did not roll well, as our discussion with Jason had. Um, you know, I had uh, some back and forth with uh, in the top eight. I uh, was on the Twitch feed twice. I actually was on the Twitch feed three times that day. Um, and uh, ended up pulling out a second-place finish. Um there against Kevin Schaefer. Kevin was great to play against. Um, you know, we didn't we did we didn't have a lot of opportunity to remove our ID card characters, uh, so we <laughs> kill, we we killed some of our ID card characters back and forth. The points, nobody, you know, Kevin was up at the end, obviously, but I was up for a while. He was up for a while. I was back up for a while. Um, it was a great back and forth match to watch. 
Yeah, yeah, so, it was like uh, Kyle and I so, watched it on Twitch feed on the way home, and it was just yeah, it was a nail biter. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it as well, and that's one thing that I really liked about it is like, you know, because a lot of Twitch matches don't translate well, right? Um, you know, that's why I like Frontline so well as far as their Twitch feed. Because, you know, they're right there. They can tell you what's going on. They don't have to guess. And you get to hear the, the and you get to hear the players. Right, and the players are mic'd up. It's it's great. Yeah, my, my, my Twitch games were I had played two Twitch games, probably the two most boring Twitch games in history, probably. <laughs> my uh, just saying my match with uh my match with phil isaacson jr at rock cup begs to differ i don't know i'm, I'm right there with you on that one <laughs> my match my my match with matt gretchen house was right there with you probably <laughs> yeah i mean it, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do there's nothing wrong with that so um I left um, I left Clarksville, Tennessee at about 11 o'clock that night. Uh, I had a three-hour drive to Lexington, so I lost an hour going um, across the time zones. Uh, so I pulled into the parking lot of my hotel. PJ was already checked in, um, and I pulled in at uh, 2.50 in the morning. Um so I got to sleep super quick, thankfully. I got a good six hours of sleep. Uh, played in Kentucky at the Rusty Scabbard there. Dave was Dave got to play. Uh, Zach from our group got to play. Um, so there was 15 people there total. Um, I was 3-1 and one going out of Swiss. Um, I was third seed. Um, I had a nail-biter with Dave. Um even though Dave got upset with the rules um, a little bit. Uh, Gene's just, uh, I think the important thing there that I learned in the Swiss was uh, Gene Gray is broken. Uh, because you can't prob when you attack her. Because you can't prob <laughs> when you attack her. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty gross. Uh, it, it cost Dave. I think that really cost Dave the game was the fact that Gene Gray couldn't be probed. Uh, right. It, just in general. Um, so the uh, the top four match, I had to play Tommy Lytle. Um, we had a good game. I ended up pulling it out. Uh, and then the final round, I actually had to play Austin Lytle, uh, who was playing a shredder version uh, basically, no boxing ring and um, uh, claw claw shredder instead of um, clone shredder. Um, there's obviously benefits to both of those we've talked about on the show before. Um, and uh, Austin and I had a really good match. Austin scored some good points off of me. Uh, but in the end, we went to time, and uh, I pulled out the win in Kentucky. So, um, Woo! Hey, yeah. congrats, Dan. Yeah, pretty excited. My first, uh, my first big event win. Um, so I've had some lots of second places and lots of top finishes, but finally pulled one out. So we, um, we now we now have two Kentucky State champions on the podcast. Yeah, uh, Dave is slacking. Uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was funny because we were at raising canes uh, 
during the break, and uh, it was funny because I forgot what we were basically saying, and uh, we were saying something about Dan, and then he goes, yeah, I guess I'm the face that runs the place, or something like that, right? And then PJ goes, the face that runs second place. (laughs) 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 But then Dan ended up pulling out the win that day, but it was still really funny. It was that. It was got that look like you son of a. That was. It was (laughs) at that point where I decided that I was going to win. Right, you're just like screw this. I'm going to win. Yeah. So, um, no, it was fine. I I had a good match. Uh, I'm glad that uh, Austin uh, knocked out Jay Major's son, Jalen, because Jalen has a touch touch with his dice. We played, and uh, he hit. Every attack and every evasion roll. Damn. <laughs> Jeez. So, um, I mean, that's not like my fault or his fault or like a noob blaming the dice sort of thing or whatever. It's just right, what right. it's it's just it's what like, happened, damn. right? It's just it's just what happened. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not mad. It just is what it is. So, no, I'm pretty I'm really excited uh, making the win, and uh, you know, Bob hosted a good event. Uh, there and uh, I made it back home at a reasonable hour last night, but uh, tired and uh, ready to recuperate a little bit. So, um, so let's. Uh, well, you guys want to look at some uh, state results? Sure. So, what we're going to do for this segment is we're going to pick out two states. Uh, based on Patrick's list um, that he has on Majestics and the one that I've compiled as well. And we're going to pick two teams we liked, go over it real quick, and say why we liked it. Um, are you uh, Are you guys ready? Um, it, yeah, ish. You want me to go first? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to start out with uh, Marshall Lawing, uh, North Carolina winner, uh, Mr. Mitzelplick. Plus Supreme Intelligence, Goblin King, Jean Grey, Frogman, uh, Penguin, Night Nurse, and Doctor Fate and Captain Cold ID cards. Nice, congrats, uh, Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, Marshall's played the Mixie Lockdown a lot. Um, he's probably uh, he's played it more and probably done just as well as say a Fruz has done who won the USA Cup with it I'd probably put Marshall as more events with Mitzelplick um, and Majestics he won Majestics regional last year too oh no did he have mix yeah I guess it's two so they're about even on Mixy wins there um so but anyways what made me really put the team on top uh one of my favorites would be uh, Marshall said on Facebook when he sent me the results that he hit uh, he hit 52 consecutive pulse waves. Wow. Um, so that was 52 turns that his opponent didn't get to do anything. Um, so I read, uh, or I read a thing, and this is pretty standard if you didn't know it with the Mixie. Um, you, you you TK him out, right? He has the Fast Forces Penguin with the Supreme Intelligence with for the sidestep or a Perplex or, you know, whatever. The loyalty gonna... token on Mixie? Yeah, loyalty token on Mixie, so he's got an 11. Smart. You've got uh, Goblin King for a Perplex and a Prob, so you can get him to a 12. Jean Grey flings him out. 
um, you pulse wave, you can do it again, then you do it again, then you colossal push, right, on that third one, you free phase back to night nurse, you heal, and you just do it all over again. So, um, it's, uh, I guess nobody played Shredders. Well, no, I guess the charged up would get, like, pushed immediately and die, right? So Yeah, their mobility would be severely limited, right? Right. And, That's you know, true. if they're not moving, right, they're not really coming after you. Sidestepping shredders are a lot less scarier than overdriving, claw-shredding across elevation shredders. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then, I mean, if they did get close, I mean, you do have... You know, you can give Goblin King the loyalty token. He becomes very viable at that point. That that penguin is really good. I've used him before, and he's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's great. Well, I yeah, think that, I think I that's like... the other thing was is too is you got Captain Cold too, and Captain Cold has barrier, so. Um... Is this the sixty pointer? I would assume so. I don't think there's many Captain Colds in modern, is there? That uh, LE should be the only one that I know of. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah, he's he's solid because he gets to move three. He's got a sidestep. He gets to move three squares before he activates barrier. And if you're next to it, you can't activate speed powers. Yeah. And then the uh, uh, the other one that he had was the Doctor Fate. Um. And I would assume, based on the points, he's calling out Joker's Wild, Dr. Fate. Um, and he basically is empowering and enhancement for 40 points. So, And the, uh, the inspiration is imposing characters can't use Perplex. So a little bit of lockdown, you know, make sure, uh, uh, make sure Goblin King hit for 5. So, a lot of inventiveness there. Um, my second team, um, for no other reason that it's a, a Nick Fury theme team. Um, a Nick Fury theme team? Yep, that's right, exactly. Um, Oregon was Brian Smith. Uh, Nick with uh, Nick Fury, Nick Fury, Warwheel, Warwheel, Maradroid, uh, Spider-Man, Shield Level 7, and, Cosmic, and Green Arrow. So it's a plus uh, one, two, three, four, five theme team. Um, so pretty straightforward. You carry out the Knicks and you wreck stuff the next turn. Um, I think the uh, uh, the past is good. Theme team's good for Nick. Um, I think the only mistake he made was is that it's wrote down as a past theme team and it should be a soldier theme team. That's all I got on that one. I probably deadpan too hard with that. It's past or soldier. They're both. They're both viable. They both share those. Oh, keywords. okay. I didn't know the war wheels also had the past keyword. Yeah, war wheels have past yeah. and soldier. So. Um. All right. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Go for it. Um, I'm going to go first off with our friend Easton Brock's team. Mistress Death, and ha- Haha Joker, Ironheart, and a table. 
<laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, nice to see some stuff, Jakeem. Mr. Stead doing good. Uh, so that seems like a fun team. Well, I think so, he had. Do you have retaliators? I think on that two, team. Two, Ameri- that somebody say? two Ameridroids. Yeah, so they could possibly to get them in a position for Mr. Steph. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing that's crazy is, is is the Joker with the Proteus. So he's a two. Oh yeah. If they take the touch of death, you got a ha ha Joker hitting for four damage. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Amer- do, would the Ameridroids, if they hit, they would colossal retaliate for six damage? Yes. That is disgusting. Yeah, because it uh, it doubles the uh, damage dealt. That's disgusting. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Well, and that's so part is this of, any? And, and is it with an attack or is it with any kind of damage? Uh, an attack. Okay. So here's the thing: is that that's what the Ameridroids did, right? They're great for packing Mistress Death up, but if you don't kill them both, the Ameridroid retaliates and puts you in position to get punched by Mistress Death. Yep. Yep. So, That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. Super, and super then, gross. And then uh, my other pick's going to be J Major in Michigan with Shredders and Clarion. Because <laughs> I, I like pointy, bladesy things. So, <laughs> he's got some of my favorite pieces right there. So, congrats to Jay. Playing an awesome team. Yeah. I like it. And Jay now has his final uh, bye to the finals, so we need to all message uh, all message Jay Major when you're making a purchase or a trade with him and tell him to get his butt down to Rock Cup. That's right. So that's a Super Q win and a States win for Mr. Major this year. Yep. What you got, Dave? Uh, I'm also picking Jay's team. Um, pretty much sharing the exact same sentiment as... Um, as uh, as Jason has, as far as like pointy, bladesy, sharp, stabby things. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he got to roll a lot of dice, which is which is really fun to be honest with you. Anytime you get to roll a lot of dice, it's just fun. Or no uh, dice at all if he didn't have to. True, but I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, if they knock him onto flurry. He's got like flurry blades, another piece with blades, another piece with blade. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. So yeah, that's pretty cool, and and I love Clarion. So, and then um, as far as other teams, uh, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I like Jason Collins's team with the Devil Dino and Pogs and the teleporter and stuff. That sounds fun. I wish I could have seen it in action. Lots of things on the map. Um, yeah, I think I think I want- in doing my go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if he played Earth-X Cap with that team or not. Uh, I'm looking. He did not. Okay. He played Al Jordan for the Perplex and the Pick-A-Power and uh, all that good stuff. But now, okay. a, uh, a, is the, the the Devil Dino Pogs are regular size, right? They're, they're Starburst. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. The, uh, the, the, the Drop Bears are tiny. Yeah, I was about to say I think they're but, uh, they have a tiny set of them. Well, the point, others are regular size, as far as I know. Point point being is that uh, making Al Jordana tiny and having him carried out with Pogs. 
Yeah. Super awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love it. And uh, Jason's a good friend of the show and the com- podcasting community as well. So, I think, yep. is that Jason's first uh, event win as well? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it may be. I think it's pretty close to it. Well, he can he, he can he can correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, we can correct us if I'm wrong, but I don't think I think that is Jason's first big event win as well. Um, so, um, so final thoughts on states, guys. Let's put a bow on it. Um, Jakeem rules the roost. Um, uh, pretty much. Boxing rings a close second. And um, <laughs> uh, pogs. Pogs are a very strong, very strong second. I think Pogs did more than um, than Shredders did in general. So I'd say Shredders with the Peace Machine probably two point five, but uh, Pogs second along with the box. Hey, there were, the team in Vermont was two Clarions, a Peggy Carter, and a Common GL. Yes. You gotta so wonder just, what carried out the Clarions and Peggy and so if so you got two options there uh, so the common Green Lantern with the Supreme Intelligence if you blaze all the way out there right you don't roll uh-huh. the six that's fine you sidestep then you get another chance to roll the five or a six all right let's say <laughs> let's say you let's say you crap out on both of those. Well, then the clarion, then the then the the teakles get to come out. But if you make right. it, if you make it, clarions are shooting after it pops the teakles out and perplexes you up. Yep. Interesting. I didn't see that till just now. That's really awesome as well. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some inventive teams on here. Definitely. And uh, and the Karen Page, right? So you put her out in front where she can be seen, and you get plus one to all your attacks too. So now Teekles are blazing you for 12. That's awesome. Uh, Peggy shooting for an 11 with energy explosion and turning off stuff, so... Um, That's a deceptively evil team. Yeah. That is. <laughs> and, and there's nothing that's a crazy rarity on that team that, that we uh, know of. Uh, the chase... So right? that's really... So you could... Uh, let me look here. The Supreme Intelligence, if you didn't get it before Hastings closed... Well, okay, yeah. Supreme Intelligence, yeah. That, that's expensive. So, I mean, let's put it this way. Everything... It, let's just go with today's value. Supreme Intelligence is $100. And Chase Hawkeye is $100. Really? Oh, do you have a Chase Hawkeye? I did not know yeah. that. So, let's say that's that's $200. The rest of the team is less than $25. Shield, especially Shield Level Seven, has gotten down a lot. Um, so maybe let's just call it two fifty. If you didn't own a single piece of the team and you had no friends to give you a common Green Lantern and two Clarions, yeah, I had no idea Supreme Intelligence was that expensive. Now, yeah, yeah, man, I was I was playing like a six hundred dollar team this weekend. I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, I can tell you, I can run through how, I think my team was probably one of the most expensive ones played. Um, I mean, because there's just things that are $100 a pop. I mean, uh, 
Chase Green Arrows, like 80. Uh, Chase Hawkeyes, 80. The Nick Fury level 7 combos, like 60. Jakeem's, 80. Uh, Goblin King's, like 40 still. Nightwing IDs, like 50. I don't even want to think about it now. I want to stop adding. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is expensive. Um, Heroclix has always been paid to win. Anybody who says any different is wrong. I mean, you don't always have to have the stuff, but the stuff that is effective is expensive because it's, because we know people want it. So, you know, if you pull a Chase Hawkeye, you're going to put it up on eBay for $80 if you don't keep it. Right. You know what I mean? Because people are going to pay it because he's so good. You pretty much need to have him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, to be fair, there are some things on here that are cheaper teams. Uh, like Louisiana, Scott Johnson, Mephisto, Devil Dinosaur, Penguin, and a 30-point teleporter with reasonable ID cards on there. It's probably about a $200 team. Um, now you've got me curious what's the cheapest team I can find on here. Uh, we'll have to do that another time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, would, I mean, really, I'm looking at some of these real quick. And, like, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cheap. But then the Supreme Intelligence is on there. And that's like, there's a $100 bill. Um, <laughs> and just the cards on the, um, the cards on the, uh, on the, tele- on the teleporters. Yeah, just get really expensive. All right, I found the cheapest one I can do before we go to our next segment. Uh, Oklahoma, Dustin Cedars. Uh, Gertrude, yeah. Gertrude, Gertrude, Penguin, um... Fast Forces Penguin, Harley Quinn, Sinestro, Night Nurse, Ameridroid, Serpent Spider-Man, and all of his ID cards are cheap. So Sinestro's the most important, expensive piece on the team, and he was only $50. So that's probably a $120 team at the most. Nice. All right. So let's go into our last segment for today, which is viewer questions and um, our. Well, how do you say that thing? Is it Sarah? Ha 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 or Sahaha? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know how it's pronounced. All of those things. So let's go with our uh, public viewer questions first, because those should be pretty pretty quick. Um, and now I'm trying to find them. We're all like so tired. We're like, let's get through this. No, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just scrolling on here. I'm excited to do the. I was been excited to do the episode today. Um, I am too. I was like excited all day, and then I got done like back to the motel from being at the laundromat, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> so, um. So our first question is Jeremy Stallings with the new rules. What pieces will be affected meta-wise, positively and negatively? Um, I think really we wanted to cover that on another episode. That takes a lot more time to devote to it, I think, is the question. Yeah, yeah we want to we wanna be able to cover that in depth on the next episode. Uh, the next question... Short is, answer. Yeah. The team gets hurt a little bit. Anything with mind control will be awesome. Yes. And Jakeem can pick mind control, so... He's even better. He can. <laughs> so, um, and we got a question about that I want to talk about just a second, I think, uh, on our Sarah questions. 
Um, Jeremy Stalin wants to know, uh, Daniel, who butters your biscuits? Um, Sam does. Um, very grateful. <laughs> like I said, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that she butters them. Yes, and I'm very extremely yeah. grateful to have um, a wife who supports and enjoys the game with me um, and practices with me uh, nonstop uh, as well. Um, my big shout-out for Sam was... Um, when playing in overdrive you flurry the charged up and then you kill their object um so dave i know that you asked why i did that um because uh i knew that the overdrive didn't had would have to reposition to get to another object and right i didn't realize you overdrive can't turn a ultra heavy into a charged up yeah so um, yeah, no, it was, a. Uh, um, that was the reason I did it, just because it would cause repositioning. There were some other reds pretty close by, um, on the map, but I knew that Austin would have to, like, really spend some actions to get over there to him. Um, so yeah, Sam butters my biscuit, and, uh, she definitely contributes, um, her, plenty of her fair share, uh, in the team now. Do we want to talk about our team for just uh, 10 seconds? Sure. Let's sure. do that. So, officially, uh, this uh, our whole time here, we've uh, we've been a part of Team Bluegrass Guardians, and then we've ran the Clickstuff podcast. Uh, so we have decided to retire the Team Bluegrass Guardians um, and then just become Team Clickstuff. Um, we have yeah several um, several of the original members are not active anymore anyway right yeah so our uh, our official full team now on Team Clickstaff uh, is of course myself uh, Dave and Jason uh, we have added to the team uh, Lane Miller and uh, John Drap uh, so we're uh, we're expanding our reach outside of our local area. Um, Sam is on the team, uh, Zach Brazier, uh, of course Kyle Cooney, um, and then our, uh, Captain Casual, uh, Corey Clark, and then our two, uh, quiet folks, uh, Jeremy Stallings and, uh, Luke Shockley. So, they, uh, we got a good team, we got some good players, some, uh, you know, Super Q winners, States winners in our team, and high, high finishing in a lot of events. So we have some uh, really good discussion, albeit heated sometimes. So, um, next question is from Jeremy Costello, who didn't come out to states this weekend. What the hell? Yeah, Jeremy. Um, do you guys think that the weapons in Thor will finally be the Jakeem Buster? Um, no. My statement no, with that is... No, you just is, give Jakeem a weapon. Yeah, exactly. Jakeem's just going to have more tools, sucker. Yeah, it, the, the question is, is will there be a weapon that makes uh, something better than Jakeem plus a weapon? No, because Jakeem can just use that weapon. Right. So, um... We'll see, we'll see. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Jakeem's just too too flexible. I mean, here's the thing. You can't outwit the whole pack. <laughs> That's correct, sir. So, I mean, let's say you outwit my flurry, right? I'll just choose close combat expert and get out almost as much damage. 
Right. He's he's too versatile. Yeah. So, um, and Joe, we covered it in our segment here. Thoughts on going to the surprise winners uh, using Casey Specter, Mistress Jess Worm, the non-Jakeem winners. We covered that pretty well, Joe. Um, you know, I think uh, I think you had a good chance at some of these where good players and real well-practiced players with Jakeem decided to not play Jakeem. Um, you know, not to toot Easton's horn, but I think Easton could have won as well if he had played Jakeem. You know, right? Because uh, Easton yeah. and, and same for PJ. You know, PJ played like Punisher Van in Kentucky. There's there's a chance he would have done a lot better if he had played, you know, something to win, and then. You know, he played something different in every state, and mm-hmm. a lot of his teams were fun, right? Right. He got his win out of the way early, so. Yep, exactly. Um, Johnny Alpha writes us, uh, going forward, our Bedlam and Professor X viable in the meta, with Eclipso and Brainiac still running rampant and a ton of equipment being in the new Thor set, do they become playable? Um... Well. No. I don't know what Professor X does offhand. You can't use the effect of uh, attached equipment. But how many points is he? 50. Bellum's 40. Yeah. And he basically has, what, an 8-square, like, range that you can't use equipment? Uh, I'm going to look it up. So I, I mean, think... I think here's my thing, is, like... Can let me see how I want to word this, and I think this ties into my thoughts on um, it's within his range. So Bedlam says opposing characters within range can't use the standard powers or combat value modifiers granted by equipped items. Um, so I th- it's within range, so it's five squares. <sighs> okay, so ten squares needed, you know, basically it's right. five squares needed direction. Right. So, I think what I would say is, is do these pieces still keep Jakeem from double, from picking Invincible and Shape Change, right? Well, no. Uh, well, let me, let me finish my thought. And be able to keep from getting one-shotted. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so... You know, like, uh, everybody's like, oh, General Lane, General Lane. I'm like, well, General Lane can just be one-shotted and still have his two outwit, his two da- powers, right? So you're not getting your outwit. Um, I mean, Jakeem does printed four, and General Lane is four clicks deep. So, you know, he just shoots you. <laughs> math. Die. Right, math. Um, you know... <laughs> And I'm not saying that to, like, toot Jakeem's horn or Jakeem's not the, you know, whatever. Um, you know, Jakeem's not, is is a pickup, very powerful piece, but... Jakeem is the staple of the meta right now. There's right. no other way around it. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, really you can do about it. Yeah, he's, he's just the guy. And I, I, I still think he was better than Goblin King before the errata. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So... Um, you know, I want to, uh, one of the segments I want to do is I want to talk about special terrain and compare the jet, um, 
because folks are talking about how Doc Ock will just destroy Jakeem. And I'm like, I'm thinking, not if no. they, not he can, but not if he's uh puts the invisible jet on a map where your Doc Ox can't get through it. Right? Because if uh, <laughs> my my over under there is right, you can play Doc Ox with like a phasing common GL or Renee Tilly. Uh, but then you're giving up points, and you're not having theme to guarantee to go to a certain map. Um, but if you play the overdrive version to get theme, then possibly the uh, barriered invisible jet will stop you. So um, I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts. I'd like to. We'll probably play test it out and see what happens. Um, so. The that answers all of our public questions. Now for the <laughs> now for the more anonymous, possibly scandalous sort of questions. Um, when everybody gets on the internet and they have an anonymity, they get um, I don't know. They turn into a butthole. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little shocked, man, at some of it. I was like, wow. Oh. Okay, that's where we're going with this. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that these have been, these are that bad that we've got, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're not terrible. They're not that <laughs> bad. Yeah, they're for sure not that bad, but they probably are things that people would not say with their name attached to it. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> so you want me to start off and read the first one here? But that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Read off the first one. Okay. So the first one I got is. Being that Jakeem is such a power figure right now, is skill still a heavy factor in winning without using him? I almost won against Jakeem, but only because I took out his support and turtled. He eventually won last couple minutes of play. It was my least fun game played. Uh, is skill still a heavy factor in winning without using him? Well, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, skill is still uh, a heavy factor in winning with him. You know yeah, I mean? skill is a heavy factor in winning, period. <laughs> well, I just mean, like, one turn you go super offensive with Jakeem could be the one turn you lose Jakeem. Yep. And, and without a lot of practice with Jakeem, uh, people tend to play super defensively. Um, that's why you see a lot of ID cards pooling the offensive weight on Jakeem teams right now is because he has to stay defensive because everything is so potent with ID cards and other Jakeems out there. I don't I don't know if that made any sense. I'm tired. In my no, I, no, no, that's perfect. I agree true. with what you're saying. Yeah, what you're saying is definitely what I saw all, all weekend. Yep. Yeah, Jakeem's a great ID card battery. Yep. It's... It's just he's just what he is because he's versatile. He's he's easy on the cost. I mean, think about this. Um, you used to have to pay a hundred and sixty something points for a silver centurion, right? And, and then compare that to King Thunder. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Or just look at a lot of your your Big Ten pulls from the past and then compare them to Jakeem. Now, I mean, Jakeem's superior in range. He's got two targets. His movement's incredible. His defense is nuts. And add on top of that, 
prob and a deep dial, and he's just, how can you not play him? I mean, I can't blame people for playing him. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. What's the next one, Jason? All right, our next one. Uh, I feel like Paris Gordon is overrated. I mean, his biggest win is based off Foss D20 being double prob. Is that a good basis for skills with a Z? <laughs> <laughs> it also sounds like uh, Paris Gordon could have submitted that. It, it does sound like Paris Gordon could have submitted that. So, um... But you know what? Paris Gordon's won a lot of events other than just Worlds. He's always finishing in the top, so I don't know that I'm gonna. I don't think he's overrated. Yeah, so I think that that if so, if that wasn't Paris that submitted that, I would say that it is someone that has not played in Worlds. Um, you know, so here's the way I looked at it: either Paris submitted it, or someone like Easton wanted to give Paris a hard time. Uh, one of his other buddies, right? Or someone actually feels that way. Um, so either way, I mean, either they know better, you know, Paris has actually won things, or they've never played in Worlds and understand how uh, one bad roll can cost you the game, or one bad mistake just cost you the whole game, and that there is actually skill involved even when you were locking down with Faust. Because even in the in, in the meta at that time, there was teams that were in your starting area and blowing crap up if Faust rolled bad. And here's another thing is, there were a lot of people playing very similar teams that relied on very similar elements, and we would be talking about anyone else if Paris hadn't been the guy who won. If it had been... I just I don't even know if they went, but I'm just making like examples. Like if it had been DJ from, uh, you know, Juggernaut, right? Right. Had so. been Edward Tricky Poco. Would would we? You know what I'm saying? We'd be sitting here going, "Oh, well, they just got lucky with a D20." You know, that doesn't take any skill. It's like, but in reality, Paris is a very skilled player. He's like you said, he's one plenty of events he just he was the one who came out with the win that year and if you want to discount that i mean that's not exactly fair because i mean he's a world champion <laughs> yeah yep i mean then you got to go back to the year of ghost rider so so we just gonna say that oh the guy who won i think it was alex right alex won with ghost no rider. i think that was uh that was uh dan joins it one that year wasn't it I I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it was Alex. Was Alex it did not win with Ghost Rider. It was Dan Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what do we just say that Dan joins just rolled the luckiest with the same Ghost Rider team everyone else was playing? You know what I mean? Like they said that over half the field was that Ghost Rider, that exact Ghost Rider team. So it was like, do we just discount him because he played the same team and rolled hotter than someone else? So I mean, I don't know. You're just going to get that. Haters going to hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if Paris ever asked me in person, I'm going to be like, yeah, you totally just, you know, fousted your way to a win. Just give him a hard time. Right. <laughs> yeah. We just got to bust his balls, right? Right, exactly. All right, okay, what's so the next I, one? It was Dan Jones. Not... It was Dan yeah. Jones, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I think I Alex, won. Alex, won. Alex won. Alex won with the... Uh, the Scarlet Witch Wasp. Oh, uh, that's right. 
Yeah, team. Yeah. And Scarlet Witch, Wasp, and Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. 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 So this next one's not even a question; it's a statement. Okay. Howard Brock didn't save Hero Clicks. Lies. Lies. <laughs> Just lies. How do you know he didn't save Hero Clicks? Maybe he saved us all from Goblin King not being errated, and it would have been horrible. Who knows, right? <laughs> so here's uh, here's my thought. Um, whoever wrote that, Howard has done more for Hero Clicks. I don't know, and um, save of like I can think of two people that could have wrote that. He's done more for Hero Clicks than anybody else has. That yeah, that Howard, does that doesn't work for Whiz Kids, obviously. Yeah, Howard has done and will do anything to help anybody that asks or needs anything, and he he won't even question it. No, but, I mean let's let's play devil's advocate. Maybe he didn't save Hero Clicks because like it didn't need to be saved, but like. <laughs> But then we're arguing over semantics, and that's kind of dumb, really. Exactly, exactly. But the contribution is there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely, definitely there. All right, what's the next one? Uh, The next one is is a a, a question for Dan. It says, how does it feel to beat a kid in the finals for a win, Daniel? (laughs) Um, With an LOL, so... Yeah. um, I don't know, 10 out of 10 would beat again? <laughs> I would I don't definitely know. defeat a child again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, uh, Dave and PJ were sitting there after I won, and I said, so, huh, that's what this feels like. Uh, it, it feels pretty damn good. So, um, Austin played a great game. Um, you know, um, um, I would say to everybody that lost to uh, Isaac, and Rock Cup a couple of years ago, how did it feel to get beat by a kid all day? Um, so, uh, I think in saying that, you're discounting the kid's contribution to the game, which uh, Austin had a very good contribution to that to the game that day. So, I uh, very good point, Dan. And, and to be fair, um, the the two other people in top four were Austin and Jalen. So either way, Dan would have had to play a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so um, yep. That's, All right. That's very true. What's the next one? The next one. Who is a better player, Dick Stringer, or Adam King in the North Coal? And who is the better heel? Uh, well, I don't know who Dick Stringer is. <laughs> Maybe he's some imaginary Pyroglyph player. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he's retired now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam's obviously a really good player. Um, He's know, a king, after all. That's true. <laughs> um, and I don't think Adam's. I don't. I don't know. I don't think Adam's a heel. So, Miss. I think Mr. Stringer's. A, Shuma Gorath was a freaking Donald Trump. That is the heelest move you can have. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty. That's Trump pretty heelish. Gorath is know. pretty heelish. Pretty heel. Yeah. Yeah. I go with Adam Cole on both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Fair enough. All right, next one. Uh, this is also a, a statement, not a, not a question. I really enjoy your show. However, that guy I used to play clicks with named Jeremy's a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with this statement. I bet I know who that's from. <laughs> 
Yeah, I tend to. I'm not gonna name. I'm not. I'm not gonna attempt to name drop the person that I think it is because we we want to keep these anonymous. But I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know who it is. You heard it here first. Jeremy's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real Maddie G. No oh, man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. What's the next one? This is our final one of the night here. Uh, Jakeem gets a bad rap. He's more balanced than he seems, especially in Limited. He's way better than the Goblin King balance-wise if Goblin King had, had kept Power Cosmic at 175. Uh, agreed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have. I would say more so than Power Cosmic, um, and this is what I really, I really learned after a bunch of rounds on Goblin King. The errata to his pick a power made him better, or sorry, was what made him better at 175, arguably. Um, being able to pick a power, being able to pick support powers, then go defensive is what made him bonkers, more so than the power cosmic. Yeah, could, I, I, I can agree with that. But the combination of the two is ridiculous as well, so. Yeah. <clears throat> So, all right, let's uh, go through with our final thoughts for the episode, guys. Um, mine would be uh, four states, four days, two weekends, would do again, had a blast. Thanks to all of the stores for hosting and uh, agreeing to line up with us. I will be doing the contest drawing later this week, assuming I can get the rest of the results in. Dave? Uh, I don't know, bud. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Dave is tired. <laughs> Jason? Uh, I had a great time. States was fun. It was nice to get on a road trip and go play clicks with my buddies uh, and see my friends. So that was a great time, and uh, I hope to get to do it again soon. All right. Yeah, I'll just copy what Jason said. That sounded really good. And I, I, I'm also tired. <laughs> my children don't let me sleep I think that's our episode title is just uh, tired <laughs> we're tired yeah we're tired we're tired, we're tired. <laughs> so sounds good alright thanks everybody for listening to Clicks Off today we'll talk to y'all next time later Good night. <laughs>